Yes. Yes. Okay, let's begin. So, hello everyone. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, uh, the special the CrossFit Games special edition. Uh, with Woo-hoo. me is my longtime colleague. I want to call you Alexandra Rodini, but that's not your real name, is it, Ramsey? Yeah, we left that name to the door basically when I flew into Mallorca and John decided my name was going to be Ramsey and that's what everybody has been calling me since. And it's quite funny because now even everyone in Italy calls me that, so all good for me. Where are you? I am in Italy right now, unfortunately, not in Madison where I would want to be, but uh, we're doing the best of it. And um, just tell tell the listener a bit about yourself, because this is your first time on Europe is Coming, so it's nice for them to know who they're listening to. Uh, so I, my main thing here is I've been working for the program for a long time. I met John in 2016. It's uh, been quite a while, and I've been working with the program since more or less 2019. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff for... Uh, media. I used to be the girl behind the camera. Now we have our uh, videographer Manu, but I still write a lot of stuff for us. I help with some of the coaching duties, and uh, I just love hanging around with uh, the program crew, making myself helpful when I can. And a lot of times, if you came to meet us at competitions, you probably saw my face and was like, who's that girl? That's me. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> You also have a great line in glittery sneakers. Yes, that's my my thing. If you didn't see me, you probably saw my shoes and you're like, whoa, those are sparkly. Bringing the glamour to what is basically sports clothing all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It needed some, you know, pizzazz. And uh, have you ever competed Yes, so um, I've been competing at like European level up to 2021. Then I decided to, you know, get my body nice and injured for a couple of years. And I'm getting back into training now, but it's good to be able to like train to a semi-competitive level so that you can also have a better understanding of what's going on behind the scenes with the athletes, what the programming entails, in the whole process, both physically and emotionally, for a competitor. So you're a very useful person to have on this uh, this week of podcast because obviously I have never competed as a CrossFit athlete. I never will because <laughs> I'm, you know, just not. It's just never going to happen for me. But the but to be able to talk to you about what the athletes might be going through, how they feel about the various workouts, and also your own experiences of actually having your feet on the ground at Madison makes all the difference because most of us are experiencing horrific FOMO and it's only it's only Wednesday for goodness sakes uh, I've been watching Instagram all yesterday so have you it was Tuesday yesterday and the age group um, and adaptive divisions had started how did you feel knowing that you weren't going to be there yeah. You know, you do your first year in Madison, and it's insane. You're working 24-7. There's no stopping, and you're like, I am never doing this again. Then two (laughs) days, three days go by, and you're like, damn, I miss it. And then another year goes by, and maybe you can't make it. Uh, You know, I'm 
kind of stuck here with school and stuff, and you're like, oh, I really wish I was there. Even if you knew that it's not all, like, fun and games. There is some hard stuff to deal with, but you definitely miss out on the action, and you're stuck at home looking at your phone. Like, my screen time probably tripled this week, but it's going to triple this week. But uh, it's uh, we'll see. I think that um, like there's a big difference between the way that the games is covered on Instagram and the way the games is covered on on YouTube. At least at the beginning of the week, we have like on Instagram, we've got all these cool backstage stories being told, all the stuff that Christine Bald writes for Dave Castro. I love that. And this year, she's also um, they're also sharing her stuff on the CrossFit Games Instagram, which is where it should be because the girl is well, woman is an incredibly good writer. Um, uh, those things like really, really bring the stories alive. And I think that when you learn more and more about the individuals and uh, individual athletes, that um, that it really helps you to understand and appreciate the level of dedication and um, the effort that goes into getting there and all the other, all of the community around it as well. Like these, these sorts of things just make me really want to be there, really want to be part of it again. I was there last year when you weren't there. So we haven't ever done one together, but I agree with you. It is hard work and it's a bit crazy. There isn't much sleep, especially if you're on the media team, but it's still a brilliant week. So this is the FOMO show and uh, we are going to do our best to bring to you what we know about. We're going to do our best to bring to you um, what we understand, what we know about the games. We're going to have um, some special guests on in the next days we have invited various people to talk to us and come on and give us their perspectives we wait to see if they can make it because of time differences but at the moment we are just going to talk about firstly let's have a little chat about Veronica who is one of our one of our program athletes but also after that we'll talk about our impressions of what's going to happen over the coming days with the events so Veronica did day one yesterday she is the queen, the winner of the female crown in um, at Easter time here in Mallorca. Um, and she uh, she was out on the field for the first time. Was it her first games? I think it is I'm her first sure games. So she's out on the field yeah. with her coach um, from the program and uh, she, doing what she does best, having a great time, working hard. The events were, what did she start with yesterday? Um, they started with CrossFit Co, I'm pretty sure. Then they had the Farmers and they finished with uh, Helen. So what was the Farmers one? Do you know the event? I'll pull it up. Actually, I was, of course, scrolling through Instagram today. And uh, the first thing that came up to me was a few elite announcements. And the whole comment section wasn't about the announcement at all. It was just... Where is the live stream? Why is the live stream so bad for masters and teens and adaptive? Yes. So CrossFit needs to get ahead with that. Okay, let me see if I can find. I mean, at the moment they just have a fixed camera in the in the corner of um, the north part. Yeah, you can't. And I assume this anyone is. Yeah, and I assume the same thing for the Coliseum. Um, and it is, it's a long way away from what they're at. It's like the camera's at the other end of the field to the rig. <laughs> so you can't see what's happening. So that's what I mean by like Instagram coverage being really good because all of the individual um, pro- training programs and even some of the, the bloggers and the podcasters and the, the media are already 
delivering content that CrossFit isn't, which is a shame. But um, if you're interested in following along on um, for, with Veronica, she's getting a lot of coverage from Manu at the moment, which is on the program Instagram. Okay, so I'm in the ad, uh, age group. Uh, I'm looking at the age group programming. So farmer's mm-hmm. field was a four foot farmers carry two pigs. 21 burpee pig jump overs, love that. Farmer carry around three dummies, 50 wall ball shots, 50 calorie row, 50 wall ball shots, and then, you know, back up with the farmer carries, the burpee over the pig, and uh, the, again, 84 foot farmer carry. So I'm assuming Holy the moly. around the three dummies. Yeah, that's like grippy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a hard one. Yeah. Uh, I I like it actually. It's um, it's a bit. It's kind of very games, which I think is what you know. These teen athletes are really looking into, like getting that experience, and then they ended with classic Helen three hundred rounds. Yeah, three hundred rounds. Thank God, no three rounds for time. Four hundred meter run, twenty one kettlebell swings, and twelve ropes. They're just doing classic pull-ups, aren't they? The um, Because there's been yeah. a lot of speculation that, although Helen has been announced as a workout, that it's not going to be um, regular pull-ups. I think they're going to keep it classic for the age divisions, and they're probably going to spice it up for the elites. I'm curious to see what they will do. I, I think it would be interesting to just keep pull-ups, but maybe change a bit of uh, format. I don't know if they're going to make it... You know, you you would assume it's going to be chest bars just because of how they changed Fran into friendly Fran back in 2020. Mm-hmm. But um, it would be interesting if they did something else. I would like to see strict pull-ups, but I also know they're very hard to judge in competition because it's there's no you know defined standard for them. Exactly. And then today, well, when she gets up, because obviously they're seven hours behind us here in Mallorca in Italy. In, well, I guess go Southern Europe, actually, because that makes us sound cooler. Um, today, she's doing pulling power, which is three rounds of time for rope climbs, deadlifts, sled pull and sled push. Ooh. And then a gymnastics chipper, handstand walk, box jumps, GHD sit-ups, single leg squats, toaster bar, more pistols, GHD sit-ups, box jumps, handstand walk. And then just to round off the day, a 5K jog. That's a big day out. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of volume for for 16, 17-year-olds, don't you think? Well, I will say I remember back in, uh, like, 2015, 26, like, so far beyond the Olympic toll, okay, they have those deadlifts. I'd be curious to see what the weight on those is. But I think it's nothing too crazy for these teenagers. Like, in, they, they're prepared for this. I think it's a big competition event if it were any other event, but it's the games. And the guys who qualified have been preparing for this for months. So I think they're going to be excited. And honestly, if I were a teen, I'd be like, give me 20 workouts a day. I want to soak this all in, even if I, like, am exhausted. The more time I get to spend on this field, the better. So I, I think it's, they struck a good balance, actually. What do you think? Um, how do you think Veronica is dealing with the, the atmosphere at the Games? Because, I, as we said, it's her first time there. And um, it is quite overwhelming being there 
especially I guess as a as, as a young athlete. So how do you think she's coping? Um, Veronica is a hard read. Like she's very Eastern European in that way of like cold killer machine. You don't know what's going on beyond those eyes. But I honestly think for most teens, unless you're a repeat goer, you're just like there trying to like soak the experience in because you don't know how long it's going to be before you get back to that stage. And everything is just like, it's like Christmas. You get all this new clothing, you get to do all these pictures. And yes, it's very sad to see that you're not getting full coverage, but you're still getting, you know, you're still getting that experience. And I think when you're competing, you're not really thinking too much about that. And if you're lucky enough to have, like Veronica has a programming that can support you with like media coverage, like we're doing, that, you know, is a bonus. You get to have all these memories that you take home as well. I'll put her um, Instagram into the show notes. So anybody that wants to follow along with her can go and find her because she's uh, an impressive young person. and. Um, I, I really hope that she has a good a good second day because uh, it's it's yep. it's quite cool to to watch the um, the content that Manu is producing for her because she's she looks like a badass which is great. Okay, let's talk about the elite um, events I've just, because there's still a lot of questions. I, I mean, looking at the <laughs> looking just at, it's looking at Thursday. We've got currently. I say currently because you don't really know how many they're going to end up with, do you? Currently, we've got yeah, three, what no. they're calling now, tests. Test one uh-huh. is ride, complete as many laps as possible in 40 minutes on a Trek bike, Marlin 8 mountain bike. And they did a, they did a little test of the, of the test yesterday. Did you see that, that they were, the guys were all, they got to do a lap yeah. on their bikes? It looked like a field trip to me, like high school field trip <laughs> to your professor Adrian Bosman. You go when he says go, don't lose your buddy, and listen carefully. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about these workouts. Honestly, I was really, really, really excited about the gymnastics chipper. I, I might be more excited to see the demo team do it just because I think – of my knowledge, which is limited, but at the same time quite extensive, we've never really had such a high-level gymnast performing this type of workout as Victor Hoffer. I believe he's like a Division One gymnastics for Europe. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun to watch and then compare to all the elite athletes that are going to be out on the floor. I mean, if I if someone beats his body, I'm going to lose it because it's a tough workout for the ones. Now you've got contact to Victor outside of um, outside of the show. Have you do you know, has yeah. he told you how quickly he did that? Uh, we haven't spoken much about uh, the testing. Also the guy is a busy guy and especially right now I think he's very uh, he's soaking in the experience even though if it's not you know proper because he's still very peculiar but I've seen him do stuff on his hands that you're like I mean I grew up in gymnastics I grew up a lot around a lot of elite athletes so I know what the level is but not just I'm very excited because of 
his potential. Another interesting thing is going back to the programming bias that we saw at semifinals. We're not going to have that many like gymnast biased competitors at the games this year. So mm. I think that's really going to show a division in how the athletes were selected. Um, let's go. But let's go back to that point because you're making a really good point there that yeah. the programming at semifinals really favored the bigger. Yeah. In a vertical, a stronger yeah. athlete, and now we get, and now they're getting they're being presented with quite complicated gymnastics. These heavier yeah, so-called I, you know, athletes. There's been years where CrossFit programming has been very biased. I would say like 2019 is a huge example, especially because they also had these huge cuts. But having it at semifinals was just insane and to me i didn't realize how bad the situation was until i was in berlin i just remember seeing uh justin medeiros placing four fourth out of the five qualifying spots and i was like wow that is weird and mm-hmm. like is he out of shape what's going on then i saw how the heats like kind of shaped up after the second day of competition and basically the higher you were going with the heats the bigger and the bulkier the athletes were getting, and you really realized how much bias there was in this programming. And I'm curious, you know, it's going to be one gymnastics workout, but I'm curious to see once we have all the workouts how the bias is going to change for games because it would be just a pity to like have selected these more strongman power, strength, uh, powerlifting kind of athletes and then put them through like long endurance, gymnastic skills, obstacle course. I mean, of course, they're going to still do well, but I just think at that point, why wouldn't you get a more, uh, you know, even playing field from the beginning? Yeah. I, 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 I Thank you for saying that because it was something that was coming up in my mind and I was thinking, but maybe it's just, maybe it's just me being biased because I, like the people that I want to be, well, I want to see at the games aren't at the games. Uh, but uh, I think yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting first day because we also in the middle of it will have uh, the pig chipper. So it goes test one, the ride with the bikes. Test two is in the North Park with the pigs. And then test three is in Coliseum, which is the gymnastics. Um, I do have a technical question for you, Alex. Uh, uh, sorry, Ramsey, because I don't know what a pullover is. Okay, so there's two um, assumptions that I'm making here. Either we're talking CrossFit pullover. So basically, you're getting your hips to the bar. You're going upside down. So your bar, your feet are here, your head is here, and then you're going to flip over and you're going to land like if you're coming from a muscle-up. That is what I'm assuming a pullover is. And if that's the case... It's just uh, like, it's quite an easy approachable skill, I think, especially for this level of athletes. If they're talking more of like a classic gymnastics, like bar competition pullover, then it's, I'm curious. We, I haven't seen, I saw, just saw the snippet that they put in uh, the announcement on the CrossFit Instagram, the game's Instagram. Then it might be quite a challenge for the athletes. Um, we'll have to wait for that. And is it? And because it's for time, I'm hope. I mean, I'm assuming they also have to have a time cap. I, I'm, I'm I wondering. Think it's like seven minutes. 
Yeah. I'm going to pull it up, but I'm quite sure. Not everybody's going to make that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, you need to be fast. Mm. Also, because it's. Uh, what is it? Environmentally. If it has a. 30 foot unbroken. Followers. Yeah. 30 foot unbroken. Unbroken. 30 foot unbroken handstand walk over the ramp. Okay, that almost like, that's just like playground stuff now for most of these people because I've been doing that for a while. But here we go with eight eight freestanding handstand push-ups and then unbroken obstacle steps to a 180 pirouette followed by 16 pullovers and then back unbroken obstacle steps to a 360 pirouette. Eight more freestanding handstand push-ups and then finish it off just in case you were needing to race a 30-foot unbroken handstand walk over the ramp. I Who think, have you got for that I one? Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm thinking uh, people that I know, uh, Elisa Fuliano is an ex-gymnast as well. She did incredibly well at the last year's handstand skill event, gymnastic skill event, and mm. she even but she won over uh, Rebecca Fusilier, who's also really good on her hands. But the thing is that Elisa de- did an extra pirouette because she misunderstood the judges. So she had like that adva- disadvantage of spending more time doing an extra skill. And she still won the uh, heat for them. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Danielle Brandon. She dominated in 2021 the handstand walk event. She is a big girl, though. So... This is going to be slightly different, I think. I'm not so sure she can take the win home this time. You know, I don't want to say it with too much certainty because you never know. But that's my take on the girls. Uh, Patrick Bellner, of course, big favorite for the guys, ex-gymnast as well. And uh, I think Justin Medeiros did amazing in the Hampstead Walk event in semis. So I'm also curious to see what he can pull off. I've got to say, Katrin might do quite well on that one of as well. Course. Yeah. I don't I, I don't remember how she did in 2021. They had quite an obstacle course in 2021, but that's definitely another girl to mm. keep in mind. And then looking at the, the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday workouts, I mean, like, let's not go through all of them now because we'll get – We'll get um, very confused because we, we have a, a lot of details to go into. We could talk more about them on our next show. But there's lots of gaps still. And the thing that I'm missing is an, a swim or an off-site event. Where is that? You know, there doesn't seem I to me to be a gap where they can put it. Isn't it the Trek Mountain uh, biking thing, the off-site event? But that's, a, that's, that's day one, test one. But then... There's no swimming. I think they're not going to do swimming this year. That's my uh, hot take on this. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, like I'm just hoping for a surprise. Time. Yeah, I'm looking for a surprise. And so far, it's all a bit, yeah, the tests are hard. But there's nothing that makes me go, oh, that's exciting. You know, nothing in there is making yeah. me, my, my goosebumps aren't coming. I'm wondering about on the Saturday morning, for us Saturday afternoon, the cross country, if there's something in that that we just don't know about yet that's going to yeah, spice it up a bit. 5K on its own is too easy. And they've mm. done the rock and the vest. So 
I'm curious, will they try and put in another obstacle course again? But that's kind of also been done. So uh, I am interested in seeing how they change that 5K up. I remain on my idea that I, unless you really want to go in for a surprise, especially because it's this last year in Madison, I don't know if they're going to really have uh, a water you know, water event, whether that's canoeing or swimming or paddleboarding. I wonder how long ago they made the decision it was going to be the last year in Madison. <laughs> Based on because how the operates. Yes, last week. <laughs> I mean, I see CrossFit like time caps at the games change like an hour before or on mm. the floor. So you you never know. The other thing we have to do is keep an eye on the weather because um, at the moment they're complaining it's very hot. And last year I remember being on the field at the North Park field and having a massive one of those massive um, row cats on because it was so so hot and. Um, and like t- shooting pictures and, and being out in the sunshine all day long. And the next day it pissed down with rain. I mean, it was absolutely pouring down with rain. And in fact, we it went thunderstorm on the Thursday, which pushed a lot of the, or Wednesday, which pushed a lot of the events into the day that should have been a rest day. And then we had more rain on the Sunday. So the weather is a factor, and um, looking at the alpaca, that's why I guess that's why we have it back this year because they didn't yeah. get to actually do the full event last year with the rope climbs. But yes, exactly. it's all to play for. So we have people on the ground, as it were, in Madison, and we have um, contact to all of the program team. So we're going to be bringing you this lovely listener. Um, what we hope is going to be entertaining behind the scenes information, little tales, stories of our own experiences during the games over the past years. And also um, when we can get it and when we got, when we have access to people, real time information. So I hope that our FOMO game specials are going to be entertaining as, as entertaining for you as they will be for us, because that's the plan. Um, Ramsey, our next recording is going to be on when are we going to Thursday do our next afternoon? One? Thursday uh, Thursday evening. Yeah. Because for uh, because we evening. are working we are working um, seven hours in front. So our yep. next show we're going to record at nine o'clock on Thursday evening and we will release it um, ASAP and that will be us talking about whatever happens with the age group. Um, especially Veronica, and also the first two events, tests at Madison. And I'm hoping to have a games athlete join us then. We shall see if I can get her to uh, to show up <laughs> on time. Because, I mean, it's, it's, quite, um, it's quite hard to pin people down. If you're actually in medicine, it's like time becomes very elastic. So it's very uh, – I'm hoping to have her. Yeah. But until then – Good luck with the scrolling. Yes. Welcome and, to the FOMO. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. I mean, I thought it was bad when, like, before I'd gone to the Games, and now having decided not to go this year because I have things I have to do in Mallorca, it's tough to it's tough to be watching all these people that I admire making all this beautiful content and um, knowing that I am... No, I'm not in a bad place. Mallorca's not too shabby. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's always greener on the other side, but this particular time is particularly greener. But you never know, next year might be in Europe. Yeah, oh my God, we forgot. Huge news. Mm. I'm very excited about that. I mean, you can never trust CrossFit news too much, um, but I really like how uh, Morning Chalk uploaded it, and I think it would be a smart transition to move to Europe. At the same time, I know CrossFit HQ is always thinking about, like, does it this does this make monetary sense? And I don't have the stats to say, yeah, we could pull it off in Europe and, you know, have the same revenue. But it would be quite exciting, especially for the European community. I, I mean, I'm just going to say, from my, my own experience last year, there weren't that many spectators at Madison. Um. I don't know. I was there in 2021. It was a weird year because everything was opening up again. I remember that Coliseum was packed Saturday and Sunday. But at the same time, I was actually worried about it because it was like, COVID. nobody's wearing a mask here. COVID. Oh, my God. How did we not get COVID? That year was insane. Um, Last year, I, there were know, lots of empty seats. Wow. Mm. I think... Uh, the European community showed up this year in Berlin, and I think if you brought the games here, I mean, people would be willing to make the travel. That's for sure. At least one year would be huge. But we'll see. We'll see what the big guys decide to do. I hope so. I mean, it would be brilliant to see it closer to home, and uh, I think it would be uh, very exciting to see what the the European main the cities in Europe could offer. Um, that exactly. Madison was a great place to have it. It was a really nice town, but the, if you come to a major city in Europe, in Europe, you're getting a whole other experience as well. Okay, I speak to you on Thursday evening, and uh, thanks very much for joining me this week. I know that you're super busy as well, scrolling. Yeah, uh, well, it's good. It's good to have this. It's uh, a good, uh, you know, release. And uh, see you as well Thursday, hopefully with some uh, exciting stuff to talk about. Yes, definitely. So uh, good luck to all of our people and good luck to all the people that we that we know who are competing at the Games this week. We hope that you have a terrific time. And also best of luck to the, uh, the people that are supporting those people at the Games this week because they are definitely the unsung heroes of the whole thing. Yeah, tough job. Tough okay, job. guys. Speak to you soon. Do you want to go? That'll do.